At Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling. So we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. I am so honored that you are here. Thanks for tuning in, friend. Uh, We're continuing our amazing conversation on marketing, all things marketing this month. And today I've got a really special one for you. I'm sharing five secret ways to increase engagement. So if you've been around for a while, you probably know that we've been talking a lot about how to get more views or more eyes on your brand, right? Getting your brand in front of your ideal customer. So they actually know you exist. It's one of the hardest struggles of running a business. And yet it's the area where a lot of people do not have a clear strategy in place. But what happens once you start getting those views, once you start growing your email list, what are some of the things that you can do to ultimately increase engagement? And what I'm talking about specifically as it relates to engagement really isn't about the number of people who watch a video or the number of hearts you get or even the comments on a post. I'm talking about those personal conversations and the leads and the sales in your business. This is something that doesn't directly correlate with those views and those likes and those comments. In fact, we are seeing more and more marketers speak out about how just because something goes viral and just because they have tons of comments and just because it ends up on your explore page or your for you page doesn't mean that they actually made any money from that video. And so we need to start looking at engagement in a very different way way. Focusing more on that ROI, that return of investment, the time and the energy that you are putting into showing up in the world and creating content. Let's focus on that. And so today I'm going to share with you a repurposed live video that I did last month all about five secret hacks to increase your engagement. Now, some of these are related to storytelling, but I'm sharing two super specific, super specific, there it is, examples for how you can use storytelling to your benefit, and it might not be in the way that you are currently using it. We're also going to talk about my love personal branding, and I've got two amazing hacks for you that I've never shared before that you could implement tomorrow to start seeing awesome results in your business. So this is a good one. I had so much fun recording this live. This was over on Instagram. Again, if you want to make sure you never miss a live video, be sure to come follow me over there and turn on notifications. I randomly go live. So, uh, but they are good ones, I promise. But I wanted to share this with you because it was so much fun and had a lot of aha moments on the live video itself. So without further ado, let us get into today's episode, Five Secret Hats to Increase Engagement. And as always, if anything resonated with you, if you have any follow-up questions, send me a DM and let's continue the conversation. 
I want you to focus more on stories that sell. Not necessarily your brand story, not even necessarily, you know, this what I call micro stories. If you've ever taken one of my storytelling courses or attended one of my workshops, you've maybe heard me talk about micro stories. There are those really, really tiny stories, typically like a sentence or two that you can intertwine into your content to make it more memorable, make it stand out, and yes, help with the purchase decision. But there is a whole sector of storytelling that I refer to as stories that sell. And these are specifically stories that allow you to make a connection with your ideal customer while also positioning your product or your service as the next step, right? And the reason that these are so powerful is that consumers don't realize that they are being well, you pitched to, right? Because we all know what that means. Or sold to. Because, and maybe you felt the same way, or read comments, like if you go on TikTok, okay, and you you watch another entrepreneur or another, you know, business owner sharing something about their product or service and you read the comments and people are just like, I knew you were going to sell me something. This is just like everyone else, blah, 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 right? A lot of people have a very negative connotation to being sold to. And so this is a really powerful way to not only sell, but to do it in a way that doesn't feel pushy, that doesn't feel salesy. And it's all about crafting the right stories. And so these are specifically stories that are a connection between you and your ideal customer. So for some of you, especially if you're in the coaching or the consulting space, um, any type of maybe service-based business, you most likely have a connection with your ideal customer. Now, I know that's not always the case. I've worked with plenty of entrepreneurs who were never their ideal customer, but there is most likely for many of you some sort of connection. And so it's all about highlighting that connection, sharing stories about your experience that your audience can immediately go, Oh my gosh. Yes, I see that. That is me. So we often refer to these as stories of like the transformation, um, main struggles that you've experienced and how you overcame them. And of course, it's very easy when you share those connections with your ideal customer to intertwine the product or the service, aka the solution within the story. Another type of story that a lot of people miss out on are the client stories or the product or service story. So it's really easy to share a testimonial, okay? And we think, you know, you'll see a quote, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that on your website, absolutely do that. But when we're talking about engagement, when we're talking about, you know, um, getting these client stories to really resonate with our ideal customer, it's more about crafting the testimonial or the client experience as an actual story. So sharing more about how the product or the service supported them in their transformation, how it solved the problem for them. Um, also sharing what their life might have been like before they had your product or your service or discovered your brand. And there are a lot of different ways to gather this information. Um, but one of the ways is when you are collecting your testimonials to be more intentional. Yes, asking for one to two sentences is fantastic, but also asking a few open-ended questions about your current client or your previous client about where they were before they discovered your brand, 
what kind of transformation they experienced, and where they are now. Super simple. And people love prompts. People love prompts. No one wants to come up with a testimony off the top of their head. It's like the hardest thing in the world. So when you are kind of setting yourself up for success here, that is one of the things that you can do. And again, sharing these types of stories are A, positioning you as an authority and as an expert. They're going to connect with your ideal customer because you're showcasing a previous customer. And you very easily can transition into this is the product or service or these are your next steps to take. Another one that you can highlight is, again, the transformation story. Now, this is one that I love to teach in depth and I'm not going to go too far into it now. I'm just going to give you a peek because you'll get it. But essentially, it's kind of... I call it future casting. So it's a way to have your ideal customer who is reading your email, who's reading your blog, who's watching your video, kind of step into the possibility for them. So many of our ideal customers are at a specific place where they have a problem that they are wanting to solve. Okay. That's how we create profitable businesses. We solve a problem no matter what you sell. And so they're at a place where their brain, their mind, their heart even, is very in the struggle, very in maybe the symptoms that they're experiencing. And sometimes it can be really hard to see to the other side, to see what is possible. Now, they might have glimpses of what is possible. They might be able to vaguely tell you what they want. They might be super specific with it. But what you're ultimately wanting to do is to craft a story around your product or your service that allows them to step into that place, to really imagine what their life could be like, what their business could be like, what their relationship could be like, what their skin could be like. I always talk about skincare whenever I'm talking about a product. If they were to take action on what you are offering. These are so freaking powerful because they allow the consumer to step into the mindset of, with this product or with this service, I will be able to. But again, you're doing it with the approach of storytelling. And I'm realizing now how much I love talking about storytelling because I want to just give you so many stats about storytelling and so many fundamental pieces about it. But there are so much content over on the blog that you can definitely check out. But the fundamentals of storytelling is that is the connection, the neural coupling that happens with your ideal customer. Telling stories, and specifically these stories that sell, that transition effortlessly into the product or the service, result in higher engagement, higher clicks, right? Because storytelling in and of itself is way more impactful on our brains, on our hearts, than anything else that we could ever do. And the statistics are there, okay? And I have a whole blog post. It's a brand storytelling guide if you want to dive into that, or DM me after this and we can chat about it. But When you are thinking of increasing engagement, as we're talking about leads and sales, really focus on those stories that sell, that are about your product, that are about the transformation, that are about the service, that highlight the benefits of those things. And time and time again, when I launch or when I'm actively promoting anything, I will always tell specific client stories. I will always share transformational stories and those emails on those posts always get the higher engagement, okay? And sales time and time again. So again, storytelling, yes, is key, but let's focus more on stories that sell. And one thing that I love to do is just create a simple Google Doc with different types of stories that you could share as it relates to your different products and services. And you can recycle through those because repetition is okay. And you can always add to it. So you always have a story bank to tap into. 
All right. So that's number one. Number two, share behind the scenes of your brand. Okay. Before you run away, (laughs) let's talk about this. This is another great storytelling strategy that is focused more on the visual aspect of storytelling, less on let me tell you a story and more let me show you, let me invite you in. All right. So I have been saying time and time again for years and years that people want to see behind the brand, right? Studies started coming out a couple years ago that more and more people want to see even the CEOs behind large companies. They want to see the employees behind large companies. This is why we are seeing this trend on TikTok and other platforms as it relates to video marketing. Even these big, large companies that we follow, that we know have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers, they are showing the people behind the brand, the people who run the brand, because we as consumers care about this stuff. And so if they're wanting that from them, they're also wanting to see this from you. And we can take a lot of insight from what we're seeing from large corporations and large companies doing and apply that at a smaller level for our small businesses. So just take note of that as well. All right. So what does this look like? It can be as simple as recording yourself. We're going to talk about video specifically, okay? Because video, you know, everyone loves video. Whether you love it or not, consumers love video. So this could be a video of you working throughout the day. If you create something with your hands, it could be you creating something with your hands. If you mail out your product, it could be you mailing out your product, right? It could be directly related to the work that you do. That's number one. And I would say that's the easiest for most people because you're already doing that stuff, right? It's directly related to your brand. It's directly related to your product and your service. Now you just have to record yourself doing it, okay? So that's number one. But then there's another sector of this that a lot of people kind of wonder, how does this relate to my audience? And I'm going to share how in just a minute. But these are your day-to-day, going for a walk, going to the coffee shop, making dinner, gardening. I just did one of those yesterday. All right. These are just like you being you, the human behind the brand. And they're incredibly powerful because they create more relatable um, connections, right? You're less now about just a product or a service. And now they start to understand who is the person behind this great product that I've seen online or this awesome content that I've seen online. And while the video itself might not directly relate to what you sell, the video will still be engaging and relatable and the context on the video, the text on the video or within the caption can be related directly to your niche, right? Again, highlighting a product or a service that you sell because we're really talking about that form of engagement. But these types of video do so well. You've seen them. I know you've seen them. I don't care if you are on TikTok or not. If you're on Instagram, you watch Pinterest Idea Pins, you're on YouTube, it doesn't matter. This type of content does well. We are seeing that it does well. And this is why, because it's relatable, because it shows us behind the brands. Um, And so I'll give you an example of how this is really powerful. So yesterday I shared a video of me tilling my garden. So I'm really can you tell I like plants? I'm really into gardening. I'm really into just sustainable living in general, not just sustainable marketing. 
And so I was tilling my garden and I just created a video really, really easy. Literally my son who loves recording his life, um, filmed it for me. And so I'm tilling the garden and I shared it in my stories. It is not related to anything directly that I sell. It has nothing to do with branding really. It has nothing to do with marketing. Okay. Like you wouldn't see that and be like, let me buy her marketing course. But what it does on a subconscious level is it invites you into my world. You now know more about me and what is important to me. It also showcases the lifestyle that I live and the type of business that I created to contribute to that lifestyle. So if you are in the business of transformation, which we all are, but let's specifically talk about like the coaching, consulting, service-based business, this can be incredibly powerful. There are reasons that people share their travels, right? And they run their own businesses. There are reasons, like I said, that I shared that video yesterday. A, I want my audience to see behind the scenes and know me on a personal level, right? But I also want them to see that, you know, by having sustainable marketing practices, which is what I teach, you can go outside. Oh, you can step away from your computer. You can live a life. Like you can do the things that you enjoy. So there's a lot of layers to the behind the scene content that people just don't make the connection with, but it like as marketers, but it can be so incredibly powerful. OMG, I finally made a physical planner. Truth be told, I created this planner years ago, but we have finally brought it all together and created this physical planner for you to help you in your business. When I first started my business, I was working a nine to five, had a new baby, and I was juggling all of the things while trying to get my business off the ground and running. And even as I continued to grow my business for a few years, it was as a solopreneur. And so I really had to have a clear plan of action and a roadmap for what I was focused on every single day so that I didn't have to waste time sitting in overwhelm or wondering what I was going to be working on. I started implementing the practices inside of the new 90-day brand Mary Planner back in 2016 when I was juggling all the things similar to probably what you're doing right now as you work to grow your business. I spent a few years tweaking it until finally at the beginning of 2020, I felt like I had mastered the 90-day plan. That also just so happens to be the same year that I doubled my revenue, and I don't think that it was by chance. I really think it came down to having a really clear roadmap and intention on what I was going to be working on and what would yield the biggest results in my business. So we have created this beautiful planner for you. It is an 8 by 5 by 11 to serve as your key signature planner specifically for your business. It's not necessarily a place to jot down every single thing that you are doing in your life. We can save that all for our automated Google calendars, please. Those are on our phone. This is really for you to be intentional with the plans of your business. Now, of course, inside of the planner, there are tons of strategies because if you know me, you know, and it's so important in how you show up in your life how to plan. We talk about your business in general, how you plan your business around really important events in your life, and making sure that you're checking in with yourself on a regular basis. This planner covers all of the areas that I talk about when it comes to building a sustainable business. So, 
If you feel like you set these really big intentions for the year, but then you don't have a clear roadmap and action plan for actually executing those pieces, this planner is for you. If you feel like you can really get overwhelmed with all the different things that you could be doing in your business and don't actually take the time to map it all out and break it all down into bite-sized pieces, then this planner is definitely for you. If you feel like you are always running your business on full throttle, not taking time to actually check in with yourself or see how your business is feeling and make those adjustments regularly, then you guessed it. This planner is for you. This planner was really designed to help you build your sustainable business while making sure that your business doesn't take away from the beautiful life of freedom that you desire. You can head to brandmary.com slash planner to grab your planner today. Again, it's brandmary, B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y.com slash planner. You can also sign up for some additional resources that you get once you purchase the planner to help you improve your time management and productivity. I can't wait for you to get your hands on this and see how it supports you in building your sustainable business and life of freedom. I want you to think to yourself right now, what are five videos that I could make just going about my day to day and just record them within the next 24 hours. One of the things that I am not a fan of is constantly recording myself. This is why vlogging and I don't get along. (laughs) It's really hard for me to vlog. My husband and I have tried to vlog our travels so many times and we're just like, no, I don't, I don't always want to be on camera. I don't always want to be filming everything that I do. There are things that are absolutely sacred to me. This is not about sharing every piece of your life. Okay. But One day a week, I will just film myself going about my day-to-day life, and I have so much content in a folder that I can pull from. Call it B-roll, right? And we can use it to create videos, and it's so powerful. It increases engagement, and it's not just you talking to the camera about your specific service or product. It's making that connection, but again, can really build that connection with your ideal customer, position your offer in the right light, but more importantly, position your brand. All right? Does that make sense, everybody? Let me know. Take a swig of my coffee. Okay. The third tip that I have for you, and this is related to branding and actually what we just talked about is personal branding. Now, sharing your offerings is absolutely amazing. Okay. But people are shopping around and it still kind of blows my mind that this was a very hot topic when I first started uh, building my business, where I actually worked with mentors and I was in programs where they would say to me, you know, if someone tells you that they're looking around or that they have calls with other people or they're trying to decide between your product or someone else's that don't waste your time on them. And I was like, what? Like, no, like that's just not how consumer behavior works. Like if I'm going to go out and buy a new mattress, I'm going to look at a bunch of different options. I'm going to look at reviews. I'm going to see what it's made of. I'm going to check out their websites. I'm going to shop around. We cannot think that we are any different than that. Okay. And so this is why personal branding is so important because you really want to highlight what makes you different. Now, I just shared an example of how you can do that with behind the scene video content specifically. But I also want to challenge you to share things that aren't directly related to exact your like what you ultimately sell. 
right? And so an example of this would be life as of late. Have you seen these on Instagram? I know you have, where someone just photo dumps some photos and it's like my life as of, you know, the past week or whatever. Why does this work? Because people care. There's a reason why we see this content over and over again. It's because people care, because people want to see the person behind the brand. And so when I teach personal branding, it is all about you and your brand as a whole. And one of the things that I talk a lot about are these containers, okay? So brand containers. So let's say hypothetically that you have five brand containers. A majority of those should be your product and your offering and your expertise, okay? Right? Because that is your business. So for me, one might be branding, one might be marketing. We'll just do that, okay? Keep it pretty general. But then I've got these other brand containers. One of mine is that I am a mother and that I am a working mother and that I'm a mompreneur, if you want to use that word, right? The blend of the two. And so I showcase that in a lot of different lights. Uh, Another one is that I absolutely love traveling, okay? And so I will share our travels, which again, I'm not going, P.S., I've got this amazing course. I'm just letting you into my world. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a CTA. There's nothing wrong with having a P.S., watch my free class. Like, I'm cool with that. But that doesn't always have to be the intention. Start thinking about how your content fits together into the bigger picture. It's less about, oh, I got to post today, so let me post a picture. Or, oh, this cool thing happened this weekend, let me share it with the world. And more, how am I building trust and a relationship with the people who are following me? If someone were to discover you on Google, which... I do teach this, by the way. If you're interested, I have a class on Wednesday and we're going to dive into this. Um, So you can go to the link in my bio to register or just send me a DM and I'll get you the link. But um, let's say someone discovers you on Google, which is a goal, right? Well, they're going to look around your website and they might go check you out on social media. So let's say then they go over to Instagram and they're starting to just learn a little bit more about you. What does your content say? Well, how does it position your brand as different? How does it showcase you? Does it give you a glimpse into not only your authority and how you can support them, but who you are as a person? Because we know based on statistics that, and I forgot the number, 75, let's say 75 to 85, because it's right in there, percent of people choose brands based on shared experiences, shared values, which tells us again that people want to know behind the brand, whether you sell a product or a service product or service. It literally doesn't matter. And so what I want you to think of is how you can, I call it invite someone in, right? How can you invite someone into your world? How can you share these little aspects of personal branding with your audience? Maybe it's a story in your emails. These are great. I've been using these for seven years. Um, Anytime I'm sharing anything, I usually have some sort of story intertwined. And again, it's something personal. Maybe it's something that happened in my life. Maybe it's directly connected to a product or service like we talked about before. Maybe it's directed toward you know signing up for my freebie. Maybe I'm just telling a story that I know will resonate with my audience and build trust. But you can share these in your emails. Maybe it's a video on YouTube. We already talked about vlogging, right? Or behind the scenes type of content. Maybe it's a post on social. But when you're thinking about personal branding, it's not, and as a business owner that sells something, right? It's not just about laying your life out on the line and just 
showing, showcasing stuff willy nilly. There is a strategy there. And the easiest thing to think about is like, how is this contributing to the consumer buying journey? This is something that I teach. I'm going to be sharing it in my upcoming class on Wednesday. Again, you can go to brandmary.com and it's like right at the top to um, sign up and save your spot. But we talk more about the consumer buying journey and how personal branding and all of these different pieces of content play a role. I saw Sonia made a comment about um, sharing discoveries on her trip in Asia. I love that. She said, not sure how to make that link with a product. Again, if there is an easy connection to the product that you specifically sell, then absolutely put that in there. But if there's not a easy like, hey, do this or PS or take this next step, think about it big picture content strategy, letting people know more about you and your brand and your business. And I'm guessing you're in jewelry. So because it's a vision, we'll say Instagram specifically is a visual platform or video is visual, wearing your jewelry <laughs> while you're traveling, right? It's just a great way to, again, showcase your product. So there's a lot of different ways to do this. Um, but when we're thinking of increasing engagement, we cannot forget that so much of why people reach out or why people engage or why people take the next step and purchase from us and you know not someone else has to do with what they know about us, the connection that they feel. And so personal branding in and of itself is so, so important. So my challenge to you is to really think about your brand. Think about the different things that maybe make you different than others in your industry. And this all comes from storytelling, by the way. Um, many of us have the exact same offering, seriously. But what makes us different is who we are at our core. And so what is that? And then how can you share one piece of personal branded content a week? It does not necessarily have to directly correlate to what you are selling, but it needs to be true for you, right? And so a great example of this, just using the behind the scenes content I shared before of me tilling in the garden, that's also something that differentiates me, right? Because we don't see that a lot with online entrepreneurs that have businesses and, you know, are running their businesses full time. There's a lot of traveling, there's a lot of jet setting, you know, like that, that, but do we frequently see them, you know, growing their own crops and like, you know, doing that sort of thing? Probably not. Wearing overalls. This is a big thing for me. Like I have a whole brand photo shoot in overalls. I've had multiple people tell me that that picture of me in overalls was the decision factor in whether they worked with me or not. So just take note of that for a second because it was relatable to them, right? And that just goes back to knowing your ideal customer. All right, I got two more for you. So the fourth one is to create a series. Now we're talking about engagement here, right? So creating a series is a fantastic tool, fantastic tool to create engagement, and it can be used anywhere, anywhere. So I'm gonna give you some examples. We have, um, we started this month a Monday tip I'm oh, sorry, Marketing Tip Monday. I'm like, what is it called? Marketing Tip Monday, where I send an email every Monday with a small little marketing tip. It's usually 90 seconds or less. I've posted it somewhere online. I tell them what it is and I give them a link to it. Every single Monday, my audience knows to expect that. We've been doing that for an entire month now. We are seeing higher open rates and higher click-through rates 
due to that, right? And while I know open rates and click-through rates, like there's a lot of hoo-ha about it because of all of the things with iPhones and Apple and all of that, I know that they've increased because I haven't been doing a ton. I'm not like running ads and adding thousands of people to my email list like every single month, right? These are my existing audience members who have been here that are now starting to open my email and click through my email a little bit more. And so that's one example. Another thing that I've done, I do it in the summer and I'll might be doing it again, are Sunday letters. So these are every single Sunday, I would write a letter, which actually connects all of the things we've just talked about, storytelling, personal branding. And they're more inspiration focused for my audience. But in every single Sunday letter, there is a CTA to learn how to work with me, to grab a freebie. There are CTAs built into the footer of the email, right? But with these Specifically, we again saw an increase in open rates and an increase in engagement in terms of replies to my emails. We see this anytime I share a story type of uh, email specifically, we will get a lot of replies, uh, a lot of communication. Okay. And I will tell you when I'm launching a specific product or a, a service, I can usually go back and trace a sale to someone who has responded to one of my emails. Again, I want you to think about that right? It's those little pieces of engagement from one single email. And then I email them back and I thank them for being there. And if they had a question, I answer their question or I just, you know, we have a conversation. And probably seven times out of 10, if someone joins, let's say Brand Mary Academy during a launch, I can see that they have replied to an email before. Okay. So again, these are really great ways to open the communication lines and to increase engagement. Another thing that you could do is a blog series. So blog series are incredibly powerful because they actually result in a consumer spending longer amount of time on your website. So not just like reading one thing and clicking off. So if you have a series that says like part three of four productivity tips or something like that, that's a horrible title. So please don't use that. But you get what I'm saying, then they know that there are additional blog posts that might be relevant to them and they can you can have them link and they can click through. So it's keeping them on your website longer and it's building trust and authority and a shorter time frame because again, another key part of the consumer buying process. So a video series could work the same way. Um, maybe it's a video on YouTube. Maybe it's a series of posts on social media. Start thinking about how you could do a series as a part of your business. Now, this doesn't have to be like a series that you do forever and ever, okay? It could be a short amount of time. You could just do it for a, mo for a month. You could do it for a period of time. But having these series really drives up the engagement. We see it time and time again. And again, when people engage, they are more likely to actually purchase from you down the line, whether they're ready the next day based on where they're at in the consumer buying journey, or they're ready in six months. It doesn't matter. Okay? So challenge for you, think about a type of series that you could create. Think about where you're showing up with your content now or where you would like to show up and create a series for that. I also didn't mention podcasts, but podcasts are great. Last year... I think it was last year, I did a sustainable uh, business series over on the Brand Mary podcast where we talked about habits and mindset and sustainable finances and sustainable marketing and all of these different things all related to creating a sustainable business. All right, I've got one more for you. And of course, if you have questions, please let me know. I would love to answer them for you um, live or you can always DM me and I'm happy to chat with you in the DMs. The fifth 
tip is the oldest trick in the book, and that is ask a question, okay? So asking questions of your audience is a fantastic way to increase engagement. But I'm not specifically talking about, you know, just like, comment below, right? Or, you know, let me know in the comments. Typically where we see the biggest engagement are more of those personal touches. So a great place is in your stories. If you are on Instagram, um, another is going to be via email marketing. Another could be a poll or something like on your website. There's a lot of different options for this. Even reels have polls, right? You're increasing engagement because you're asking for the engagement. But one thing that I wanted to talk share with you that a lot of people do not realize is so freaking powerful is to use this trick in your email marketing. Now, I specifically like to use this trick when I am uh, launching or actively selling something. Okay, so I talk about passively and actively selling. Passively selling is basically like you've got an email funnel set up and you know you're selling something or you've got you know, links to your products in your footer or you share a blog and, you know, your products and services are linked throughout. That is passively. Actively is like you're in the middle of a launch or you're, you've got X amount of spots at this point in time, right? You're like very, very actively promoting what it is you are offering. The email trick that I love to use, now you're all going to know it <laughs> if you're on my email list are asking a very simple question in your email marketing. Now, an example of this is, are you blank person? Like, are you the type of person who is ready to move forward in, you know, growing your business, stepping into the CEO role, maximizing the time that you spent, but no longer being bogged down by technology and knowing that you have everything working for you? Okay, that's an example. Another, and I'm gonna share how I use this. Another example is are you interested in product or are you still interested in product? So the first example I gave you, I wouldn't I wouldn't use just that sentence, obviously, in an email. I would share an email about a specific product or service, but then I would flip it around to my ideal customer, asking them, like, are you ready? Is this you? Did I just describe you? If I did, hit reply and let me know. We used this last year to beta launch a one-to-one service that included support for me and Delena on my team to help with the tech and the strategy. And we made $11,000 in 48 hours with one email. It was crazy. Um, that's one example. But it, it, again, asked for the reply. And it set it up. It was super specific. I wasn't just like, let me know, <laughs> right? Hit reply and, and let me know. I was like very specific about what I wanted them to tell me. Are you ready? That was specifically it. Hit reply and let me know if you are. The are you still interested in works really, really well as a targeted email campaign when you are specifically launching something. So one of the things that I encourage my clients to do, we talk about it inside of Brand Mary Academy a lot, is all about tracking your engagement. So, you know, seeing who clicks through on stuff, you know, who attends a webinar, different things like that. There's all, all sorts of different ways to track that sort of engagement. But when you are in the middle of kind of launching, people, you're solely focused on selling, right? You're like, I'm sending emails. I'm talking about it online. I'm doing all of the things. Our audience has a million other things going on. All right. So they might've clicked through, been super interested and totally forgot. 
So one of the emails that I love to send, I can't believe I'm saying this publicly now. One of the emails I love to send um, is, are you still interested in, and then the name of the product. And I send that email, just that question with my send off. And I always get replies every single time. And again, I'm only sending this to someone who has engaged or has visited the sales page or maybe I've talked to before. But by sending this email, I'm opening up the communication, which essentially is what engagement is, right? I'm opening up the communication between me and my ideal customer, and I'm checking in with them. And the responses can vary. Sometimes the responses are, uh, I totally am, but now it's not the right time. Great. We start to have a conversation about that. We see, okay, can we do anything about that? Um, I am, but I have a bunch of questions and they've been scared to ask those questions. So now we have a conversation and I answer those questions and they join. Or I am, but I totally forgot I'm joining now. That's the easiest response. I love that response. Or again, they could say, no, I'm not. And that's fine too. But again, you're checking in, you're asking for the engagement. It's not just going to magically happen all of the time. We have to ask for that engagement. We need to be really deliberate with what we are asking. All right. There are your five hacks. Let me know if you have any questions. If you hopped on near the end, I am going to post this um, replay on my feed so you can definitely check it out. And we will be repurposing it as a podcast later on. I'll be releasing it in April because... I don't create content just one time. I like to repurpose that content. Let me recap the five pieces that we talked about and know that you can always come back and watch this replay. Number one was focusing on stories that sell. So crafting stories that are specifically focused on your product or your service. Number two is sharing the behind the scenes, specifically B-roll, just you kind of going about your day-to-day. Sorry, there's a bird flying outside my window. You going about your day-to-day showing kind of behind the scenes of you, the person behind the brand. That works really well when it comes to video content specifically. Number three is the personal branding component, making sure that your personal branding is showcased in your content, whether that's via your email, via video. You're not necessarily always just talking about your product and your service. You're also showcasing who you are as a person because people care. Number four was create some sort of series. Um, I shared a ton of different options. One of the series that I forgot to talk about was Mondays with Michelle. This is a series that I did for two years. Almost every single Monday, I went live on Facebook um, and it was awesome. Like every single Monday I did it, we always had people viewing like It was such a great way to kind of just like get me consistent with showing up. And that was years ago, but that's another great example, video series. And then number five was intentionally ask the question. Okay. I saw some questions come in, so I'm going to answer those. When asking for that engagement, is it just a reply to the email or pressing a button choice within the email? You know, that's a really great question and it varies. So In the questions that I shared with you, like, are you X person or are you still interested in X? I don't have any buttons in those emails. I want them to reply so that we can have a conversation. And that's always been my go-to. Having personal conversations with people, especially for high ticket or during a specific launch, in my mind, is key to increasing conversions. But the pressing a button choice within the email... I typically only use that if I want somebody to go somewhere and take an action, right? So going to a sales page or watching a video, 
I do, I like to use a combination of links and a big old button because people scroll, we all scroll. And so there are going to be people as you show up and you engage, especially in your email marketing, that are going to read your content. They're going to open all your emails. I definitely have those people um, and I love them so much. But there are also going to be people that don't regularly read your content, but then a the subject line caught their attention and they're scrolling through. Having those buttons can be really, really powerful to get them to take action. So let me know if that answered your question. And if not, I'm happy to spend some more time on it. Any suggestions for email management? I use Pixie Set and they don't have that option yet. Yeah, so I use ConvertKit. ConvertKit is my favorite email marketing platform. We teach the behind the scenes of using ConvertKit and setting it up inside of Brand Mary Academy. And it's just hands down my favorite. Uh, another one that we recommend is Flowdesk. Flowdesk is a really great one. They're not even new on the scene anymore. They came, you know, I think 2020 might have been when they started, you know, really growing. But um, they're more of a visual platform. So they have a lot of, if you really care about like your images and things like that, they're really great in that way. But um, those are the top two that we recommend. But you definitely, when you're choosing an email marketing platform, you want to pay attention to lead gen. So can you have landing pages and forms, automated sequences on the back end for funnels, tagging and segmenting is key. Uh, we have so many tags. I need to clean up my convert kit tags right now, but we have so many tags. Um, so we can really go into people's, uh, you know, email profile and see what have they engaged in, what have they bought, different things like that. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brand Mary podcast and congrats on taking this time for your future self. If you want to continue to gather information and inspiration, plus check out the links from today's episode, be sure to visit brandmarypodcast.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y podcast.com. Tons of free resources and links from today's episode are available for you there. And in addition, I have free resources, blogs, and free gifts over at brandmary.com. You can connect with all of my amazing tools to help you build the life of your dreams. I'll be back next week with another episode, and I'll talk to you then. We love reviews over here on the podcast. I mean, who doesn't? If you can take a second to leave a review of the Brand Mary podcast over on iTunes, it would mean so much. And to reward you for your time and energy in doing so, I'd love to buy you your coffee, tea, or freaking muffin completely on me. Just after you leave a review, take a screenshot, head on over to Instagram and find me, Michelle Knight Co. Send me your DM and I will send you a gift card for Starbucks. It's like a win-win. Not only are you writing an amazing review, which allows us to get the podcast out to more people, you're getting a free beverage and we're connected on Instagram. And as always, if this episode spoke to you, please consider sharing it with just one person. It means a lot. All right. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in next week's episode.